Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Lindsay. We're True Creeps. Where the stories are true. And the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore. To the possibly plausible paranormal. To horrifying history. To tense and terrible true crime. And everything else that goes bump in the night. We want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be discussing a cryptid out of New Jersey, and they are located in the Pine Barrens. Amanda. Yes. Before this, did you think that the Pine Barrens was just like the name of the forest in that area? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, pine, right? So I'm like, okay, lots of trees. Yeah. But you know, and everyone probably knows, woods kind of freak me out. And it stems from the Blair Witch. I know she travels. That feels fair. I'm sure she's just moving up and down the East Coast. (laughs) Everyone knows that the Blair Witch doesn't like to go to the West Coast. She's an East Coast gal. Yeah, that's why I'm in Arizona right now. It's me. I'm the Blair Witch. There's no trees for her to be there. Yeah, because everyone knows that she likes trees. That's that's her whole shtick is she just she wants to be where the trees are. Yeah. Yeah. Are you singing this song with me? I am. I want to be where the trees are. And that's all I can do because I'm afraid of them. As you should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they will fight you. We'll do an episode on how scary (laughs) they are. They. We just keep saying they. Anywho. Yeah. But Blair Witch loves a good tree. Her holiday is Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start calling it Blair Witch Day. It's the same thing. It's like that meme where it's like the pictures are the same. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Pam. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little about the Pine Barrens. So I didn't realize this, but they're thought of as one of the most haunted places in the United States. That's crazy. I wouldn't have thought that at all. I mean, it, it spans over a very, very big area. Yeah, it's massive. It's 1.1 million acres and it includes four state forests. That's a lot of fucking space. That's a lot of space. It's like saying, oh, the East Coast is the most haunted. And you're like, okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of you got a lot of ground (laughs) to cover. Yeah. Well, and also like, I feel like you can get a lot of ghosts if you got a lot of space. There's plenty of space for ghosts here. Yeah. Yeah. So it also has nutrient poor soil. Which, that's not, like, exciting to think about. It's interesting for a forest, though. It it is interesting for a forest. It means, like, only a few different type of trees thrive there. But, like, they have sugar sand. What is sugar sand? Well, first off, sand in a forest, I don't like it. It feels wrong. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't like it. I know that I'm not, I don't know, there's a person, there's a sediment scientist, but I'm not it. And so (laughs) it's been a while since I haven't been any scientist, but I'm not a sediment scientist. So I don't know. But I looked up what sugar sand was because I was like, what do you mean the sand in the forest? And we'll talk a little bit more about it in a second. But it's sand that's so fine that it's quicksand like. Oh, God. And do you know what happens when you read quicksand as an adult? You immediately go down a rabbit hole because (laughs) we've all seen the memes about how we thought that quicksand was going to be like a bigger problem in our adult lives. And so I had to like clearly look up some quicksand facts. So let me tell you about it. So per Britannica, which I like (laughs) that I like the idea of like looking up quicksand in Britannica encyclopedias online. I don't have the books. What am I? A rich woman? I imagine you with the book. And your glasses. Oh, yeah. My big old glasses. With like a tea. Oh, yeah. Nice cup of tea. My mother-in-law got me like the best mug for Christmas. It's got like a little lid so I can carry it down the stairs and not splash it everywhere. She got you the best mug for Christmas, Lindsay. Let's let's discuss this real quick. Look, Amanda, I'm telling you, I don't spill it everywhere. Is it the most aesthetic mug? No, because that would be my Mothman mug, of course. But she does buy a solid mug. She also got me multiple ghost mugs. And Amanda gave me my spooky mug for Christmas, which was beautiful and lovey. And it matches. However, (laughs) it has a lid. It has to have a lid. You're right. You're right. I haven't used that yet. I need to. I know. I know. I put it to the side because I was like, I will break my mugs at all times. Exit meeting. (laughs) Amanda's like, I'm done. Leave meeting for all people. We're on Zoom, by the way. This is the episode. We're five minutes in. If you know, you know. We're done. This is this is the end of True Creeps. I I deeply <laughs> offended Amanda because <laughs> I talked about my glass mug. How did I get here? Oh, because I was <laughs> I had a mug of tea with my encyclopedias. 
I was like, how did we get to mugs? Anywho, I feel like I would be insulting a lot of people because in the past year, I think I've gotten no less than six mugs as gifts. Maybe more than that. I've probably bought 20 mugs in the last like three months. I stopped buying mugs for myself because I was like, oh, this is the thing that I'm always going to get as a gift. And I am happy about it. I have typewriter mugs because if you don't know, I'm obsessed with typewriters. I have over six, only manual. I've got ghost mugs. I told my mother-in-law that I couldn't find good ghost mugs. It was like around like my birthday, Halloween. That time of year is just spooky season between my birthday and Halloween. It starts with my birthday, obviously. August 26th is when Halloween begins. And then its soft end date is the 31st of October. And then we have... (laughs) chill halloween from november 1st until august 25th that's the seasons you're welcome yeah perfect but anyway so she was like okay and then immediately i just started receiving ghost mugs in the mail and i was like this is the mother-in-law i've wanted my daughter (laughs) ghost mugs but anyway let's talk about quicksand (laughs) well no we're talking about quicksand because it's like sugar sand but so you're right you don't get sucked down into quicksand like it's a vacuum because it's a liquid. It's a liquid. Yes, because quicksand is super fine sand mixed with water. And if you're thinking of like the definition of a liquid, it's like it takes the form of what it's in, right? I don't know, science. And <laughs> it's denser than humans. So we would rest on the top. But if you do get stuck in it, it's not like... You know how you would say it was like, don't move. It's going to like, like it's one of those little finger traps. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not that. It's not a finger trap for your body. Hollywood did us wrong. Damn it, Hollywood. (laughs) So, okay, here's what you do if you get stuck in quicksand. Amanda, when I'm talking, I'm going to need you to physically do it with your body. Otherwise, I'm going to do it with my body. And then we're going to hear it in the mic. And I'm going to be far away. You're going to hear it in the mic. So, okay. (laughs) So here's what you do. You're going to lean back. And the reason you do this is because you want your body to be distributed over a wider area. So it all sinks evenly. (laughs) (laughs) No, because here's what you want to do. Because the quicksand is pulling you down kind of, right? If if you're already stuck in it. So you want to lean back so you can let more water in to loosen the quicksand. Because it's not like it's a blended mixture that stays. It's like water and sand and some parts it's more sand some parts it's more water so you want the water to get there i can't hold myself still i'm wiggling but like you want the water to be able to get in there to loosen it okay so it's typically found near where a river begins and britannica also says quicksand is usually found in hollows at the mouths of large rivers or along flat stretches of streams or beaches where pools of water become partially filled with sand and an underlying layer of stiff clay and other dense material prevents drainage. So I was imagining childhood Lindsay that like anywhere you could be, there could be quicksand and then it was nowhere. Like I've never been to a place and known there was quicksand nearby. I always thought it was just in the jungle. In the jungle. I mean, fair because there's always a vine. Like the jungle or like rainforest, something far away from me. Yeah. Well, they always free themselves with a vine, though. Right? Like, they're like, take the vine, they pull themselves out. And I'm like, oh, I'd be dead. I have no upper body strength. <laughs> so I wouldn't. I could, they were like, pull yourself out. I'd be like, just leave me. <laughs> I just lean back so it can uh, <laughs> consume my face faster. <laughs> I'm going to lean back and take up a wider space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is unrelated, but when you said, yeah, it made me think of it. So my niece's way of saying yes was she would say, yes. But we've moved on to y'all, y'all. So it's like, I want you to start saying yeah, but then just like halfway through, just completely slack your jaw. So yeah, it's the cutest thing. (laughs) That's how we'll respond now. Well, speaking of quicksand, Lindsay, I've told you, I'll share with everyone. (laughs) You know me as a big outdoorsy person, right? (laughs) Yeah, because Arizona lends itself for um, anyone to be an outdoors person. Yeah. Yeah, so because I'm such an outdoors person, I was gifted, which it's a sweet gift, but it's thoughtful. I am a little scared of it. I was gifted a stay in the painted desert of Arizona. Hold on, wait. I did not know that you were gifted a stay. I thought the gift was merely telling you about this as a ex- thing that existed. No, it is booked. Oh, oh, you're you're going to there. Well, here's here's why I don't know if I am able to go to there. I will remember <laughs> you. 
Again, all I can sing of that song. Uh, I am afraid for you. <laughs> well, they still don't know what I'm saying yet. So I was gifted a stay in the painted desert. Well, think of like Airbnb, but like off the grid Airbnb, right? Don't think of Airbnb. I want you to think of deliverance. <laughs> But the desert. (laughs) So there's nothing in this desert except for what they call a cabin. It is not a cabin, a structure. Structure. So I do want to say, at least from the pictures I see online, at night, it is gorgeous. You see every star, looks super cute. Yeah. However, in the description for how to get there, it not only says there's a bunch of no trespassing signs, it's fine, you could just go through them. But it also says that there's a wash. And in the description, it plainly says 11 months out of the year it is like quicksand and that you might have to park and then hike to the place that you get to stay in yeah and we're not gonna like go into too much detail because it's a place where amanda like will physically be at some point but it's for rangers in a location in a place so that's why there's all those no trespassing signs because there's like official people who are there sometimes for it but like it also looks like it gets pitch black yes pitch black and i am not a fan of arizona creatures wildlife for say yeah scorpions yeah rattlesnakes scorpions they're not my thing they will definitely be in there probably in that quicksand you know what that sounds like it sounds like an excellent like boys weekend for mike and a friend (laughs) doesn't it just sound nice you know that they would die no tell them to get life insurance first Yeah, without a voice of reason going, huh, they said that's quicksand and you can't just put the car through it. It says not to. Oh, I'm sure it'll make it. Blink, blink. (laughs) So if I die in the next few months, it's from quicksand, Lindsay. It is from quicksand or uh, a scorpion or rattlesnake in the darkness. (laughs) In the quicksand. If I disappear, that's what happened to me. I am leaning back in the quicksand full of snakes and scorpions. You got to get wise. (laughs) So let's bring this back again to the Pine Barrens after our long tangents. And yeah, originally it was inhabited by the Lenny Lanape tribe and was invaded by Dutch and Swedish colonizers because of the type of lumber in the forest. Yeah. So the type of lumber in that area is oak wood and cedar. Solid woods. Well, it seems interesting where you said that it had nutrient poor soil. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I guess if they're like roots grow deep. I wouldn't think of large trees in that sense, right? We're definitely not tree scientists. Not like the Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) She is for surezies. But both of those types of wood were used for shipbuilding. So they were pretty popular. Yeah, that makes sense. So later on, the area was used for producing ammunition during the War of 1812 and the American Revolutionary War. And then in the 1960s, the area began being known as a dumping ground for mobsters. And here's why. Because if you're thinking of the surrounding areas, in the wintertime, the soil elsewhere is going to be too hard to shovel and bury people. Oh, But here, it's that sugar sand dirt that all year, it's going to be shovelable. It's not just the quicksand that just instantly buries the bodies for them? No, it's like, thank you, and just takes it into it. Yeah. The Pine Barrens is a creature. Amanda, do you remember when we talked about blue holes in the ocean? Yes. How could you forget that? How could you? How could one forget that? Well, there's also a blue hole here. Fuck. Fuck. And so some say there are many, but others say there's just one, which is interesting because like there's various swimming holes and quarries throughout the Pine Barrens that people can swim in. But there's one in particular that's located on the border of Camden and Gloucester counties, but it's in Winslow County. No one knows how many because they're afraid to go there because of the quicksand and the blue holes. So we'll get to it. But part of the problem is that people are not afraid to go there. I am afraid to go to there. When we're talking about the blue hole of the Pine Barrens, people sometimes say it is the bottomless gateway to hell. And it's thought to be just a casual pit stop for the Jersey Devil. Clearly. Which if you haven't figured it out, that is the cryptid we're going to be talking about in a bit. People think that it's bottomless. It's called a blue hole because of its color. And there's lore that there are whirlpools that will suck folks down into the water. Much like we imagine quicksand does. Yeah. 
And then we've already talked about the sugar sand, but there's sugar sand around it, which makes it extra dangerous. So it's like a bottomless pit to hell surrounded by quicksand. And people are like, ooh, looks nice. And so here's an interesting fact. So Amanda, you're looking at a body of water in the middle of a forest. Do you expect there to be creatures in it? Well, I mean, in a normal one, yes. But I I assume the sugar sand ate all of them. All of them. So there's no creatures in this water. So there's no bugs. There's no little fishies. There's nothing. Nothing in the water. Okay, I gave my reason why, but why isn't there actually anything there? I couldn't find out why. And that's one of the things that makes it spooky. Huh. And so I guess we have to go and yeah, if we can get to it, we'll lean wide and then we'll and investigate. That's we'll lean into the water. <laughs> I'll just hold your feet so you can climb in real quick. I'm like doggy paddling through it. And you're just immediately continuing to be like sucked down further and further. <laughs> No, well, here's what we'll do. We'll tie a rope to a tree branch. Yeah. A vine. A vine. A vine. We'll buy a pack of red vines on the way. Because where, where where do we find a vine in these troubling times? And then we'll secure that. <laughs> and uh, we'll take the vine into the sugar sand with us as we die because we don't have upper body strength. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like Mario. You know where sometimes in the quicksand in the levels, if you go down, it's a secret room. Ooh, secret room. Secret room in the middle of the forest? I don't know. This sounds like aliens. Also, okay, I'm going to revise our plan. We're going to get red vines on the way. Whichever one of us, do you prefer to drive or be a passenger? Okay, passenger, because I get very sleepy on road trips. Okay, same. So we get a driver. (laughs) So we're dead already. (laughs) You and I, while being a passenger, will create, we'll tie our red vines together. And then when we get to the forest, we toss them up to good old Blair Witch because she's in the tree. And then when we hope that she doesn't like red vines too much and doesn't snack, right? And we rely on on her substantial upper body strength to pull us. To pull us out of the quicksand. Oh, I'm crying. Imagine she's very strong. Is there a whole image that you have in your head? I'm going to ask it now. That will be our holiday card this year. Oh, no. Okay. What a time. <laughs> you have a whole like nine months to get this situated. Uh, but that's how we're going to survive our trip to the blue hole. Oh, also, there are steep banks as well. Of course there are. And the water is always unnecessarily cool, even in the summer. Can we get that here somehow? I mean, I'm sure there has to be some weird alien body of water around you. So people wonder how did it form? One of the theories about how it came to be is that it was actually a crater from a meteor. And not surprisingly, it's illegal to swim in the blue hole, but people try anyway. Sounds like you can't get there if you wanted to. But people's stupidity sometimes knows no bounds. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Well, let's talk about some of the ghosts found in the Pine Barrens, because there's a whole slew of them. Mm Mm-hmm. There is the Atco Road Boy. And people say that there's a small boy that haunts the area searching for his killer. He was allegedly the victim of a hit and run on Burt Mill Road. And some people have reported seeing him running after his ball, which is very, very sad. Kind of reminds me of all of the stories of like the ladies in white that are along roads. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. There's also James Still. Still was a black doctor who practiced in Medford, which is located in the Pine Barrens. He was the son of Levin and Sidney, who were born into slavery. Levin was able to buy his freedom, but the slave owners wanted more than he could pay for his wife and children. He left the area to get a job to save up for their freedom when his wife, Sidney, escaped with their two daughters. She met up with Levin and they moved deep into the Pine Barrens to avoid being captured by slave catchers. They then changed their last name from Steel to Still, and Sydney changed her name to Charity. James's brother, his name is William Still, is considered the father of the Underground Railroad. Super interesting. William's book, The Underground Railroad, was published after the Civil War. So James had a passion for medicine most of his life, and he bought books to teach himself medical botany and anatomy because he couldn't attend school because he was black. 
James practiced medicine and was well regarded in the area. Folks came to visit him, but he also made house calls through Burlington County in the Pine Barrens. When he died from a stroke, he had been practicing medicine for several decades. Some say that his ghost helps people who are lost or injured in the Pine Barrens. I love his story because oftentimes when you hear a ghost, it's something like the Atco boy, right? It's like something happened to a child. What could be? But here we have this like living, breathing person who was a part of history. And that's who's helping people. Like, I think it's interesting because you're like, every ghost has a story. But when you can actually see their story, I think it's a little bit more powerful. Yeah. And in some ways, it makes it less frightening, too. Yeah. Oh, there's this person that's coming to help me. I recognize who that may be. And they're a really cool figure. Yeah. And also, like, if you're lost or hurt in the woods, you want someone who understands not just like medicine, but also like botany. (laughs) Because like, you know, figuring out how nature can help you because the ghost doctor likely can't go to a pharmacy or write you a prescription if you're hurt. Right. I don't know. I have a whole thing in my head. But like, his story seemed very beautiful. I imagine little doctor kit. Oh, yes. Yes. Those little bags. Yeah. That story. I never heard anything like it. Here's some more just very vague ones. A blonde woman is sometimes seen in the forest. (laughs) Sometimes blondes are known to frequent the Pine Barrens. Sure. And here's one that, again, kind of weird, but I was looking into it a little further. Thought it was interesting. There's a black dog often seen. Some people say that seeing a black dog is an omen, but... From what I understand, this particular black dog in the Pine Barrens doesn't mean anything negative. It just wants to hang out. I wouldn't mind some ghost animals hanging out. Another one is a white stag, and it's said to warn those that are traveling in the Pine Barrens that there's danger ahead. A group of Quakers were traveling in 1809 when they saw the white stag. The weather and the darkness was so intense that had they continued on the party, they would have fallen into a river because they were unable to see it. That's interesting. Kind of gives me like Harry Potter vibes, though. It does. Well, I think it's the stag, but I think that's just like an interesting story. Because my thing is, I'm chugging along in the dark. I see an animal. I'm not like, pack it up. We got to go. Right? Like, I'm not going to turn around because I saw an animal. Especially if I didn't already know the lore about it. That's true. I would just sit there and stare at the animal for hours. I mean, I absolutely. (laughs) Do you think that it was like in a stare down? It was like, you shall not pass kind of situation? I mean, I guess a white stag, though. Because it'd be bright. Would be almost like hypnotizing. Oh, yes. Yes. That seems out of place. Yeah. I imagine it glows or something. I love it. You don't think so? (laughs) How else would it catch the attention? We're, uh, We're planning our holiday card right now. So in the background, there'll be a glowing white stag. Meaning danger, danger. Or like in front of, no, it'll be like in the foreground and it'll be like, I fucking told you. <laughs> and it means like, beware of paper cuts. It was like, welcome to my presence. Oh, here's a couple more. There's Captain Kid, And Captain Kid is a headless pirate spirit. Kid was hanged in London at the execution dock. Why he's in the forest? No clue. Unknown. No clue. I kept seeing like a lot like there's a pirate spirit. And I was like, why is there a pirate in the woods? Why is that where you would choose to haunt? Maybe somehow he made it to that blue hole. He got up in it. There's also a lot of maimed miners. Okay. Okay. This is like a just a big bucket of weird ghosts that don't really like match. No, we don't have a cohesive set. It's like the real world of ghosts in this forest. (laughs) Talking about features that don't match one another, let's talk about the Jersey Devil. (laughs) Deep within the pitch pine and oak forests of the Pine Barrens, there is a heinous beast. It terrorizes livestock with its sharp claws, devastates crops, and rampages through cities. It then takes flight with wings like those of a bat, its horns, hooves, and forked tail glistening in the moonlight. Some say that it has the head of a horse. Or wait, is it a dog? A llama? A kangaroo? I don't know. Folks can't decide. But how did this horrific creature come to exist? Legend has it the Leeds family has some darkness in their line. Generations and generations ago, in 1735, Jane Leeds, more commonly known as Mother Leeds, had been gifted with many children. The Leeds family, who lived in Esterville, already had 12 children. 
Mother Leeds was thoroughly displeased to be pregnant for a 13th time, so she exclaimed, Let it be the devil! Nine months later, on a stormy night, Mother Leeds gave birth to her 13th child. Some say she had forgotten the curse she had bestowed upon the babe. This is where the story grows more mysterious. Many say that the baby, born in its devilish form, screeched before flying out a window. Or was it a chimney? Others say that Mother Leeds' child was born with deformities and rumors spread after word got out. More horrifyingly, there are those that say that Mother Leeds gave birth to a beautiful baby boy who transformed into the hideous beast before it viciously killed its mother and those that bore witness to its birth. So apparently, as of 1938, the Jersey Devil was the only state demon. And at various points throughout history, posses were formed to hunt the creature. And at one point, there was also a reward that was being offered for the Jersey Devil, dead or alive. And it was $250,000. Isn't that insane? That's a lot of money for back then. Yeah. And then also it kind of reminds me of that town that has the reward if you can like prove that mermaids exist. Oh, yes. Yes, I do like that. I like any time someone's like, I'm going to give you money if you can prove it. Yeah, but this one's like dead or alive. Like they just want it. They don't give a fuck. I mean, honestly, and I'm just going to put it out there, like the descriptions of it and the pictures I've seen of it do not seem scary. I guess like anything that's bizarre like that and flying, I probably wouldn't love. But like the idea of a horse faced bat doesn't sound terrifying to me. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds like like I want like a little one as a friend. I want like a crocheted one. Yeah, somebody has to make that. (laughs) They better. So let's talk about some sightings of this creature. In 1812, Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, said he saw the creature while he was hunting near his estate. In 1909, there was over a thousand reports of sightings in South Jersey. And here's a couple interesting ones. So in January of 1909, the creature attacked a social club that was meeting late at night. It also harassed a car full of trolley passengers. Like, I imagine it, like, running around the trolley. Oh, see, I imagined it. Here's my thing. When I think bat wings, I think small. So I'm imagining that this thing has a hard time keeping its body weight up because it's a horse with bat wings. (laughs) And so that's incorrect. But in my head, it's kind of like flying around the trolley like a gnat, just being like in people's faces, asking if they want to like extend their car warranty or offer them Norton antivirus. (laughs) I had like the um, dragon donkey from Shrek. Honestly, I think that's as close as we're going to get is like a a pop culture reference. Like I think that's who it is. It's the, the dragon donkey. Okay, so it's the babies. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So I guess it also ran in front of another trolley. It also perched itself on someone's roof. It just needed a moment to itself to take a breather. Yeah. But the firemen ended up spraying it with a hose. And then it attacked them and then flew away. I mean, I feel like that's fair. It was like taking a moment, breathing, just taking a beat. And they started spraying it with a hose. I would have been annoyed as well. Yes. It also attacks livestock, though, specifically chickens, and they are being killed by something at an alarming rate. However, there are a lot of creatures that attack chickens in like every state. So I'm like, yeah, why would they blame this instead of, I don't know, a fox or a raccoon or something else that is like everywhere? Exactly. Who could know? So it tried to eat someone's dog, but the owner hit the creature with a broom and it flew away. Okay. Fair. During the winter, some spotted mysterious footprints of the creature in the snow. I feel like it should be flying, but sure. I mean, well, not in the snow. There's poor visibility. It doesn't have like super eyes or anything. Nah, no super eyes. Just normal Jersey Devil eyes. (laughs) So it was also just spotted all over the place on a lot of roofs, uh, in fields, just everywhere. So all these people are just reporting, oh, I saw it here. I saw it here. At one point, it was even reported that the bloodhounds refused to follow its footprints. That would have freaked me out. I would have been like, what do you know? Dogs know everything. So I even saw that there were some claims that schools had low attendance and some of the mills were forced to close because the workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs out of fear of the creature. 
Yeah. But on the other hand, it was like winter. So I kind of wonder if it was more because of winter storms, snowstorms, things like that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Not necessarily the creature. They probably just had some snow days. Nope. Everything's Jersey Devil. It's all because of the Jersey Devil. School closed. Jersey Devil. Roads closed. Jersey Devil. (laughs) We're taking a Jersey Devil day. Pipe birds. Jersey Devil. Next time you call in, I need you to say you're not coming to work. Can't do it. Jersey Devil. Yeah, and that's it. Jersey Devil, nothing else. That's not <laughs> a professional job. We'll love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Navy commander, Stephen Decatur, saw the creature while he was testing cannonballs at Hanover Millworks. So he reported that he had hit it with a cannonball, but the creature didn't seem phased by being hit by a cannonball because it just went right through the creature and then it just casually flew away. As one does. As one does. Soon after, strange tracks were found in the nearby fields. And again, the bloodhounds would not follow those tracks. So in 1927, while changing a tire, a taxi driver in Salem City said that a creature began pounding on the roof of his car. Disrespectful. Yeah. In the 1960s, numerous residents of May's Landing heard terrible screeches in the middle of the night. And without an explanation, people started to freak out and were like, Jersey Devil. That's the only thing it could be. Next time I hear the coyotes, I'm going to be like, Jersey Devil. Yeah, Jersey Devil. I'm going to put it on our neighborhood site. He does travel. Like our group that always freaks out. What was that sound? What was this? Jersey Devil. I'm just going to respond every time. Jersey Devil. And so police hung flyers stating that the Jersey Devil was a hoax just to try to simmer everybody down because they were very much like, Jersey Devil, Jersey Devil. Imagine the people that were calling out of work because of Jersey Devil (laughs) were real pissed about this. Oh, yo, for sure. The neighborhood kids were just like taking down the flyers. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, shh, be quiet. And so what I loved is that a local circus owner, like, instead of being like, let's help calm everybody down, was like, here's a $100,000 reward if you get me this creature. Surprise, surprise. No one ever received the reward. (laughs) So in 1972... Mary Ritzer Christensen, who was a senior at Glassboro State College, said that she was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she saw the creature cross the road behind her car. And she was on Green Tree Road and she said it was taller than the average man and that he had thick haunches like a goat and a woolly head. Thick haunches like a goat. Haunches. I just can't, I can't say it normal. Haunches. And so he was about 25 feet from her car and she was able to see him in the moonlight. And it didn't seem to like care that she was there. He's like, Jersey Devil. And she left pretty quickly and she like went home, but she was too scared to get out of her car. So she slept in her car until morning. She never drove down that road again either because it scared her even in the day. But here's my question. If I am driving in the middle of nowhere, which is where this is, it's what it sounds like, because I don't think he's like... What's up? Like suburbs, right? Sounds like he was on the roof all the time. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you're right. He was. He was places. But I am not looking in my rearview mirror that intensely to be able to be like, I saw a creature. It had thick haunches, like <laughs> like a goat, a woolly head. It was 25 feet. I couldn't give you these facts. And like, did she stop? Did she keep driving? I think she stopped for a moment to just admire this goat thing. Check out the them haunches she had to get a look at those haunches <laughs> i'm good okay so the card is blair witch in a tree with red vines pulling you and i out of sugar sand next to a blue hole there's a white stag in the front that says i warned you and in the background there's the jersey devil and a drawing of a woman named mary saying look at them haunches <laughs> we don't even need to do any more episodes this year this is it this has everything done done. oh this is a tall order for me by the way okay you know well there's another reason to join the patreon because we send really cool cards out yeah one might say they're they're art (laughs) (laughs) they're frameable art yeah put this in your home and ask people if they understand what's happening So in 1980, Chief Ranger Alan McFarlane found a pack of pigs that had been killed on a South Jersey farm. Their heads had been eaten, as they do, and they had scratches all over their body and their skin was torn. There was no blood on the ground near the bodies, and there also weren't any footprints. Jersey Devil, that's the only one where I'm like, okay, Jersey Devil, like random scream, maybe no, but this? And or vampire that doesn't want to kill humans. Edward Cullen. 
<laughs> the Cullens were here. Uh, okay. So in 1981 in Howell Township, a resident claimed that he saw the Jersey Devil, but it wasn't reported until 1988. And he said he had very large teeth. That's that. That's just the report. He was like, I saw him seven years ago. He had big ass chompers. And so now we have that guy and goes, look at them teeth in the background across like they're both shouting at each other. Yeah. Look at them haunches. Look at them teeth. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. I didn't stop. I can't even read anymore. <laughs> this is supposed to be scary. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> so in the 1980s, a group of people were riding dirt bikes through the Pine Barrens. When they were about 100 feet from their camp, all of the bikes suddenly stalled. And then in that moment, there was an inhuman screech coming from deeper in the woods. Jersey Devil. <laughs> Jersey Devil. When they got back to camp, those who were already there said that they also heard the scream. The group then later went to the local bar, because what else would you do when you're terrified of a weird scream? They had to drink about it. Had to drink about it. And people there said that they likely had an encounter with the Jersey Devil. One of the bikers, his name was Frank, he ordered a drink from the bartender and the bartender asked, hey, kid, what? <laughs> I, <gotta say> <laughs> I, mean, I love I'm excited to listen to Amanda do this. OK, go. OK. So the bartender asked, hey, kid, what do you see? A ghost or something? <laughs> I can't do it. In a, Amazing. I need a, a better accent. A Jersey accent. Neither one of us. I've been doing accents like it's in the South, but like it's not. It's, we're in Jersey. It's like Joyzy. I can't. I'm not good at accents. It just sounds strange. <laughs> Well, after explaining the story, the bartender replied, it looks like you met our little friend. And then he asked the group to come out to the back. Not worried about being murdered or anything. They followed. <laughs> like, here's my thing. Like, oh, looks like you met our friend. Hey, let's go into the dark alley. Yeah. Yeah. You've been drinking and aren't from here. Boy, do I have a, a story for you <laughs> when we get to, we're going to talk about Jerome at some point. And I have a fun story about being just like these idiots. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what the bartender then showed them is a tin garbage can that was absolutely shredded. The shreds look like something with three claws did it. Again, you know, when you're like, oh, they see this thing and they describe it. I would have been like, that thing's shredded. That looks scary. I wouldn't be like, seems like this creature had three claws. Here's my other question, though, with that. This bartender clearly kept this trash can to show people. Like, he was like do you want to see my Jersey Devil can? And like brought him into the alley. And here's the thing, though. If someone asks me that question, absolutely, yes, I do. I 100% want to see your Jersey Devil can. Please show me. Yeah, yeah. A little taste of my story is, do you want to see the mines late at night? <laughs> Hell yes, I do. Take me to there. You, you bet your bippy I do. <laughs> Don't do that, by the way. <laughs> it's not good. When writing about his experience, Frank said he never returned to the Pine Barrens and doesn't plan on ever going back. I mean, that feels fair. So in 1993, John Irwin, no relation to Steve Irwin. I got excited. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, a forest ranger in New Jersey saw a large creature blocking the road ahead of him when he was driving along the river. He described the creature as having horns, being covered in matted black fur, and being six feet tall. No mention of his haunches or teeth. What this reminds me of is, you know, everyone is describing this thing in different ways, different varieties of this creature. Uh-huh. Do you instantly go to Vans Hardware in your head? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, I often go to Vans Hardware in my head. I need you to know, like, the other day I was like, so one of the cats that we have is she is a black fluffy goddess. And I looked at her and I was like, I wonder if Vans up to anything new because he had that story about the black fluffy square. And I was like, <laughs> he hasn't posted in a while. But I did like a deep look into like his website. And I was like, I don't think I ever realized how much it there was hardware mixed into his stories. <laughs> it's just an elaborate plan to sell hardware to people. Look, this is how I want you to market hardware and tools to me via cryptids and weird shit. Okay, so we also have a couple undated stories. So the first is the owner of the Smithfield Inn and Village in the Galloway Township, Fran Capallo, saw a shadow on the wall in front of her while she was taking out the trash. So like, think like she's looking forward. There's a massive shadow. And he loves trash cans. We know he loves trash cans. <laughs> or actually, he does not like trash cans. That's why he clawed them. I just imagine it's like a cat scratching post for him. The tin sound. Uh, that's how he keeps them nice and fresh yeah fresh for livestock 
I'm wiggling my fingers at Amanda, as one does when someone says livestock. So the shadow had wings. And interestingly, she described that she felt very calm in its presence. Like it was like a guardian angel watching out for her. And she was like, Jersey Devil. (laughs) My guardian angel, the Jersey Devil. Like couldn't be anything else. Jersey Devil. So in another sighting, a person described a creature with a long head, short flat ears, and that it was about 10 feet tall and stopped traffic when it ran in front of them on the street. And this was on Route 9 in Bayville. So I'm like, why would you not fly above it, my guy? So we're now going to get into the digital age, right? Because I think that's the thing that happens with cryptids is you get out of the 90s and you start hearing less about them, right? Because it's like, well, if you saw it, why didn't you record it? Is the question that people are going to ask. So David Black, who lives in Little Egg Harbor, was driving along Route 9, which we just were at, when he saw a creature that he originally thought was a llama walking along like the tree-lined highway, as llamas often do. Okay. Llama, goat horse bat kangaroo kangaroo but then the llama spread its wings and took flight and he was like not a llama and so he caught a video of it (laughs) a few days later emily martin also took a video of a similar creature on old port republican road near leeds point and so keep in mind at this point we've called him jersey devil but the other name for him is leeds devil just like his mother leeds so what else could it be playing the video and it looks like a pokemon yeah like it look it absolutely looks like like when you watch the video it's a silhouette of how we've described this creature but there is no part of me that doesn't think that somebody has just like a cutout of like a black piece of cardboard moving through the sky right well it's wings move it's wings move it flaps She flaps. Okay, it's a 17 second video and you see tree lines. No, there's absolutely no way. Here's the thing. If you look at the video, the wings are flapping quickly, but the body is completely still, right? I love this so much. You have to kind of put it on loop. Yeah, we'll post the link to this too. We have to. Yeah, and you two can watch it on loop. So we'll put it on our stories like five times so you can just keep watching it. (laughs) But like, yeah, the body doesn't move. It looks ridiculous. I love it so much. But some of the comments are, I'm laughing so hard, but the way it just gracefully flutters away. Gracefully. And then you can hear Emily gasp in the video. So someone says, I am just chuckling on how Emily just gasped like she watched a baby bird fly. If this was real, I will have want to hunt that shit and catch it. I don't know. It fluttered away like a dainty little butterfly. My ribs are breaking. Anyway, people then begin to like pick apart the veracity of this video, which is very clearly like not real. Yeah, someone saw what I saw. Why didn't you catch it with your Pokeball? <laughs> like, what a time. What a time to be alive. So what could it be? Well, the first thing is people suggested it's a sandhill crane, which is a type of bird. And they kind of have like a longer face. Like a horse face? No, but like not like a horse face, (laughs) just like a longer face. Type in sandhill cranes with me. If you look at a sandhill crane, it has like a long face, but it doesn't have the horse head. It doesn't look like a horse or a llama or a kangaroo. It just looks like a big fucking bird. And like, don't get me wrong. We have those here. Yeah, they're, they're all, there's different types of cranes all over the U.S. No, we have a sandhill okay, crane. Okay, I'm sorry. You have sandhill cranes. God damn that. We have them. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe the Jersey Devil brought them when he visited. Maybe. That's how they came to be there. And then the other explanation for all of these things that people lump into a Jersey Devil sighting is that many people grew up with that story of the Jersey Devil. And so anytime they see something they can't explain, they're like, Jersey Devil, like automatically. Like, we will be forever now. Yeah, like, Jersey Devil, it's all it could be. And so, let's get into... Today. Today. So, there is a person that believes that he is related to the Jersey Devil. His name is Harry Leeds. And there's a group called Weird New Jersey. And they tracked down his family tree. And it shows that his family was indeed in South Jersey since before 1735. So it is completely possible that he is related to that particular Leeds family. But the last name of Leeds is a super common name in that area. Mm -hmm. So just because he is related to a family with the last name Leeds at that time does not necessarily mean that he is related to Mother Leeds. 
Yes. However, Harry says that he is the 11th generation removed from Mother Leeds. So who could know? So a big thing that people do is they search for the remains of the house where the Jersey Devil was born and cursed. Harry claims to know exactly where it is, and he took the group Weird New Jersey there. It was in a super dense area of the Pine Barrens, and there was a little bit of the foundation left. There's some bricks and the remnants of a chimney. And remember, supposedly he might have gone through the chimney that night. Mm-hmm. In 1945, Harry said that he saw the Jersey Devil when he was about 11 or 12, and it was almost dark, but he did see the piercing eyes of the creature. Oh, I haven't heard piercing eyes. Yeah, piercing eyes of, I guess, his 11th generation, oh, I'm going to call it his cousin. Harry Leeds cousin. Okay, so Dr. Brian Regal is a history professor who wrote Satan's Harbinger, the real story of the Jersey Devil. And I love this because he talks about that. And so he says that the Jersey Devil's origins aren't from Mother Leeds, but rather are rooted in politics and professional rivalry. Are you about to learn about almanacs? Buckle in, because we are. So he said (laughs) that the story came from a dispute over religion, science, and the occult in Quakers living in South Jersey. Isn't that how everything gets started? Right? I mean, all the good stuff. So in 1677, Daniel Leeds came to America and settled in Burlington, New Jersey. When he published his almanac soon after, he included astrology in it. His neighbors, who were Quakers, were not loving this, so they called him evil. In turn, he wrote satirical books about the Quakers, which I love their response of like, if you're going to be rude to me, I'm going to literally write books about how you're an asshole. (laughs) And so, not surprisingly, this makes him mad, so they start calling him Satan's Harbinger. So, a devil, if you will. Leeds also supported Lord Cornbury, who was the first royal governor of New Jersey. And so, clearly, this wasn't a popular position, and folks disliked him even more. So then, Titan Leeds, Daniel's son, eventually took over running the almanac. And so, this is where it gets like a little stranger in terms of how are we getting to a Jersey devil. So, Benjamin Franklin was trying to get into publishing, and he made his own almanac, but he named it, like, the writer was Poor Richard Saunders. And so to publicize his almanac, Franklin stated that per his astrological calculations, he could predict when Titan Leeds was going to die. And he said, he's going to die in 1933. And that just feels like a really drastic way to compete with another book. (laughs) So, surprise, surprise, Titan Leeds doesn't die in 1933, so he calls Benjamin Franklin out. And so, in turn, Franklin gaslights the hell out of him. And he's like, well, what happened was that Titan did die and that the person who was disputing this is his actual ghost. Like, he's dead. This Titan before you is a ghost. Or a doppelganger. Or a doppelganger. So Benny Frank is like, he's a ghost. And then Titan was like, no, I'm alive. (laughs) And Benjamin Franklin was like, okay, then you've been resurrected. But you did die. In 1933. So the Poor Richard's Almanac became famous and the Leeds Almanac faded into obscurity. Titan Leeds died in 1738. Anti-British sentiment was growing in the 18th century and the Leeds were an easy scapegoat for just like the general angst because of this and then also because they had supported, as I mentioned before, Lord Cornbury. So folks started to suggest that Leeds had been involved in the occult because remember, he was bringing astrology into his almanac and that ruffled some feathers at first. So the Leeds devil became a symbol of political scorn and ridicule at the time of the Revolutionary War. So people would say it would call them the Leeds Devil as an insult. They would compare people to the Leeds Devil, which were the Leeds, these Leeds. Yeah. As an, as like a political insult, right? And so the Leeds Devil concept had pretty much faded away until the early 1900s when somebody was trying to advertise their museum and they brought it back. Yes. And so he separated it from its origin because that was boring and wouldn't get people to go to his museum and made it into a beast. And that's when it changed. And that would explain why in the early 1900s, you saw that was 1909, where there was a thousand sightings in one month. That very much feels like a publicity stunt. 
Probably. So the last thing we want to talk about is like, why do people believe? And we've talked about enough cryptids now to kind of like maybe postulate a little bit. We talked about pseudo facts in our episode about the bunny man. And we talked about how when you have names of people who sound real, people treat them like they're real. Well, this was a popular name. Yeah. Leeds was a popular name. It wasn't a name that people had never heard of. And they were like, well, it could be a person. And like her name was Jane Leeds. Right. So like that's a full name. They were like, oh, we know where she is. And it's in a place where they're familiar with and a place where like you kind of can't go and check where this house is but they give specific details exactly yeah or perhaps this person was walking in the pine barrens saw a disheveled piece of a house and was like that's where it happened yep right there that's it well and also like i love the idea that you know you grow up in an area where there's a regional boogeyman of sorts and so you start to blame everything on them when like maybe you've got ghosts aliens i don't know other creatures too Blue holes. Blue holes, chupacabras, many of things that are killing livestock and terrorizing and rampaging cities. And people are just like, Jersey Devil. Can't go to work, Jersey Devil. Whenever you see something that you can't explain, it gives your mind an explanation and then it makes you feel better. Yeah, it goes into the Jersey Devil box and you go, okay. And you close the lid and you put it on the shelf and you don't ever think about it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to go to school or work. Or work. Yeah, that's how you live your life. Well, do you believe in the Jersey Devil, Amanda? Absolutely, I do. There's also a sports team named after him, which I love. There is, yes. Hockey team, I think, right? That's the sports that I want. I want cryptid sport. But people, like, legitimately believe in him. And, you know, like, there's this history, but maybe there is a creature out there, too. Like, maybe there's this Jersey Devil, you know, history of a person who was called that. But there's also this, like, llama beast that flies. And so do you believe in the Jersey Devil? No. It's because that video was too bad. You have to go to work forever. I have to work forever because I don't believe in the Jersey Devil. I can't call out Jersey Devil. Exactly. <laughs> like in our time off system, you have to select like, is it paid time away? Is it a holiday? They should have an option. Just Jersey Devil. I imagine in Jersey they do. Just Jersey Devil. You click that thing. <laughs> Can I add one for like when we're trying to schedule things? Like, sorry, Lindsay, Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. I have a case of the don't want us, so I'm going to call out Jersey Devils. <laughs> That's going to keep going forever now, by the way. Oh, forever. Forever. Well, we want to know if you believe in the Jersey Devil. Yes, please. We love you. Do you love us? Please leave us a review. If you do, we'll send you a sticker. Just send us a screenshot of your review, whether it's on Facebook or Apple Podcasts. You can also now rate us on Spotify, which is pretty cool. But if you send us a copy of your review via Carrier Pigeon or email or Instagram or Facebook message, we'll send you a sticker. Please and thank you. And then also special shout out and thank you to all of our patrons. If you were interested in looking at our Patreon, we have some really cool tiers. You can find the link to it on our website and also on all of our social media. And in our show notes. And in our show notes. Exactly. Yeah. And with that, have a great weekend. Thanks for creeping with us. You got to get wise. Thanks for listening. For more information on our sources, please visit our website, truecreeps.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at truecreepspod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash truecreepspod, and on Twitter at truecreeps. We'd love for you to keep creeping with us. So if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the show with your fellow creeps. 